80 this afternoon. Are you kidding Woo-hoo. me? I'm wearing a sweater right now. <laughs> I know. I have a sweatshirt on. <laughs> uh, once again, where do we live? Well, this is Sunny 101.5, the Jack and Tracy show. Morning. Morning. Yeah, you heard right. Partly sunny skies today, the high 80 degrees. It's 52, and we're ready to take on a Thursday. So, yes, we are. All right. Well, let's do it. This is Sunny 101.5. You know, sometimes you hear stories of kids doing crazy cool things, and today's Tell Me Something Good is one of those stories. We are joined by a fifth grader, Katie Carr, and her mom, Maggie. Uh, Katie is already selling her work at Southgate Crossing at the Artisan Market and donating the money to Riley Children's Hospital. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Katie, I first want to ask you about your art. It all started with a mini economy day at school. Walk me through how that happened. Well, I wanted to make something that helps recycle and We already collected a bunch of lids. You guys had collected lids for a long time. Why did you guys do that? We started out collecting lids for child and parent services in Elkhart County when they were building their new building. And then 4-H Club of Elkhart County also collected lids for several different projects, as well as our local elementary schools. And so as a family, we were just in the habit of always collecting lids. And with friends and family, we always had an overabundance between projects. And we're talking lids for milk cartons and that kind of thing, right? Anything from shampoo bottles to toothpaste to juice. So tell me about the mini mini economy day. What did you guys decide to do? We decided to do something called color strands. They basically look like um, stacked lids on a hanging stick. They're very pretty, and we're going to post a picture. Kind of like wind chime. Awesome. And, you know, how did, were they received at school? Did people like them and buy them? Yes, they sold out at school. Oh, that's so cool. So at some point, the owner of Southgate asked you to, uh, to sell them at the artisan market. Tell me a little bit about that. Tammy, the owner at Southgate, contacted us and asked if Katie would be interested in being one of the child vendors in the artisan market at Southgate. And so Katie made several extra projects and we dropped those off, almost like consignment style. So they'll be available even when Katie is not on the property for sale. Awesome. And I think one of the coolest things about this is a lot of kids would think, oh, yay, extra money. But uh, Katie decided to donate the money, right? Tell me a little bit about that. I decided to to give some of the extra money to Riley Children's Hospital because when I was four, I got really sick and they helped me get better. That's awesome. Wow. So, Maggie, you have to be having some pretty proud mom moments. Oh, absolutely. I love that she's making creative things and sharing her artwork with the world and to go even even beyond and beyond that and donate the money back to a cause that's near and dear to our heart as a family is definitely something that makes her dad and I very proud. Aww. So what days can people uh, check out Katie's creations or, you know, how, how can they help uh, at Southgate? Sure. So the Artisan Market is a section of the vendor exhibit at Southgate. So it's available and open anytime that 
the main South Gate building is open. And then like all of the art is intermixed there and you can go in and shop. And then Katie's little display is upstairs in the artisan market, but they're open um, every day of the week except for Sunday. Fantastic. Well, thank you, ladies, so much for being here this morning. Thank you for the passion you have for Riley Children's. And we hope that you have a lot of support and uh, get to make a big donation to them. Thank you so much for having us. All the latest Hollywood drama, hookups, deals, and scandal. Radio Paparazzi on Sunny 101.5. Six fifty-four. Here's Tracy. Thanks, Jack. Man, there's so much going on this morning. Yeah. That I'm struggling to get it all in. That's wow. a good problem that's, to have, that's right? That's a good problem. How many days do I say to you, "Gosh, darn it, they're all behaving. I have no material, mm. and I'm struggling." And today is not one of those I'm days. I'm gonna say about every day. I'm just going yeah, a little on. behind the scenes. But Jack as you hears know, it all. I do, but no, I don't listen to I'll it. just say, I'll, I'll go, oh gosh, today's terrible. Yeah. Just today's and terrible. Did, and then she does it, and I go, that thing, <laughs> that was fine. What what were you complaining about? <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's why I don't listen. Uh, the only time so I listen He's always to you, like, I'm not listening. I don't hear you. <laughs> I listen to you when you're doing radio paparazzi. That's okay, good. Listen. Well, thank you. I pray, At least somebody's listening. Yes. Well, Imagine Dragons are showing their support for striking writers in Hollywood. They showed up with a guitar, a mic, a speaker to the picket line, and they started performing some of their biggest hits. Yeah, they brought their entertainment to the Netflix headquarters in L.A., where writers continued their strike, and they performed hits like Radioactive and Whatever It Takes. Yeah. Crowd loved it. I mean, just, just so showing up with the concert. Just showed up. Here's your concert while you're waiting here. Oh, my. Love that. <laughs> That's good stuff. And uh, after the mini concert, Dan Reynolds of the group told the media why he's supporting the writer's strike. He mm-hmm. says writers deserve to be better compensated for creating and driving so much of the entertainment coming out of Hollywood. Totally. You need the right. You need oh, the they're writers. so important. Mm-hmm. That's behind the scenes stuff that you don't even think of, but exactly. you need them. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's been nearly two decades Who's since. my stuff? I don't know. <laughs> Not <laughs> I've me. On, I've been on strike <laughs> since I've been here. <laughs> Well, it has been nearly two decades since Freaky Friday, since Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis swapped bodies in that beloved Disney classic. Mm -hmm. But Disney's confirming a sequel is in development. And uh, Curtis and Lohan are in talks to return. The two actresses sat down for a conversation about the possibility a while back uh, with the New York Times. And Jamie Lee Curtis said, She called her friends at Disney after fans kept asking her about a sequel to Freaky Friday. Especially, she said it really started happening after she reprised her role in Halloween Ends. Mm -hmm. And she said something struck a chord and she just kept feeling like, man, there's a movie to be made. So plot details around this Freaky Friday sequel remain a mystery. All right. Well, on Tuesday night, uh, Busta Rhymes surprised Janet Jackson at her Madison Square Garden show. 
and revealed to the crowd that Janet almost made him crash his car. And I love this story. So he's driving around New York's Belt Parkway 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. And he said he was just, you know, he had radio on. He's listening to Janet Jackson do an interview uh, promoting one of her albums. And Janet was asked what rapper she'd like to work with. And she said, Busta Rhymes. And he said, I almost crashed my car. I mean, can you imagine? That is really cool. That I can only something. imagine. It's just like, wow, what a moment. Right. Of course, they ended up collaborating uh, on his 1998 hit song, What's It Gonna Be? And uh, she brought him out for a second night of her tour at Madison Square Garden, and they performed uh, together again. No, oh, I bet uh, that was big. For the first time. But yeah, yeah just... It, it clearly he uh, has a lot of respect for her and just I just thought that was the cutest story because I can imagine you know one of your biggest idols mm-hmm. suddenly mentions you in a radio interview oh and you're my like, gosh you I know I'd wreck me? my car then <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay so it was canceled and now it's uncanceled hmm. this is so crazy we're talking about CBS's show SWAT uh, it is coming back for a seventh and final season but it's so crazy because it was canceled last Friday after yeah. six seasons. Right. And uh, at the time, Shamar Moore hinted at a possible reversal. Uh, he said on it was all about money. He said this on Instagram. And uh, he said, they said we're canceled, but I don't think we're done. And then by Monday, he posted another video thanking fans for their support. And uh, yeah, they're back. Part hmm. two of the six season finale of SWAT. Uh, airs Friday, May 19th on CBS. So, yeah, they'll be back for a seventh season. Well, and uh, Shamar has been added as an executive uh, producer. All right. Oh, Britney Spears has been busy working on a bombshell autobiography, but it's been delayed over concerns among A-listers um, as she spills tea about the in the book. As she kind of talks about them in the book. And wind is getting out there. It was set to be released back in February. Now they're not even sure if it's going to be around later this year because this tell-all whole thing, I mean, people are very nervous. Oh. Um, and they've they've sent some strongly worded legal letters to the publisher mm-hmm. um, because they're afraid she's written about them. So we're not sure whose stars named were mentioned, but, you well, know, she you has like some famous... That, huh? Yeah, she's had some famous men in her life, you know, from Justin Timberlake to Fred Durst, you name it. So... I don't know. You know, a lot of people are afraid she's going to throw them under the bus. Somebody's going to get that information and release it anyway. So I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, no, Someone's going to get a hold it of it. It always that. happens. Yep. You know, actor Tom Hanks, he is considered one of the nicest guys in Hollywood. I've heard that. Yeah, well, but he even admitted in a recent interview that he could be a jerk sometimes. Really? Yeah, he said, you know what? Not everybody is at their best every single day. on a movie set and he says i've had tough days where i'm I'm trying to be professional but my life is falling apart in many ways and the requirement for me that day is to be funny charming and loving and i'm not feeling it so yeah even him (laughs) he said he made headlines last year though when he shouted at fans who uh, caused his wife rita i saw that yeah and so he used that as an example it was just like you know what Understand this. I have my moments. I can be a jerk. You know, not proud of it. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's see. It's Eat What You Want Day. So, Eat What, what You G- Want it's Day. It's what Jack does every day. 
So it's it's a cheat day. Go ahead. What eat what I you want, want not what eat. you should eat. All right. <laughs> uh, and uh, let's see. It eat, is. Eat what you want. <laughs> it's Martha Quinn's birthday. Okay. Um. Hmm. Let's see. Martha Quinn is going to be oh. 50s. I'm going to say 50s. I'll say uh, 56. Hope I didn't go over, but uh, that's. No, she's 64. She's 64. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Okay. Mark Herndon. Hmm. Um, Mark Herndon. Is um, he's got to be? I know who that is. He's in his got to be in his sixties. You're talking about the guy from uh, uh, what was that uh, country? A- Alabama. Yes. Look at you. Um, he's got to be in his sixties. Has to be. I'll say sixty-eight. Yes. Oh, did I get it? <laughs> yes, he's sixty-eight. <laughs> I got it. I, I love when that happens. <laughs> and uh, see, I do. It's not just about making fun of you. I do like when you succeed. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's so because it's so rare. I'm and then when it happens, on, like, whoa. <laughs> and Sabrina Carpenter. Sabrina Carpenter. Now, I. Um. I know who that is, vaguely, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, vaguely, so vaguely that um, <clears throat> I'll just say uh, thirty. I, I don't. I I kind of do. I know she's, she's on. She's a TV. Disney star. A Disney. I know my <clears throat> some of my Disney stars. And but she sings nonsense. She I sings mean, the song nonsense. Oh, I thought she sings. Not that she sings nonsense. Right. But yeah, she's, she's 24. And she's 24, and I just made her 30. Okay, very good. <laughs> With Jack and Tracy's Life Hacks. All right. Okay, here. Um, it is 7.41. So, All right. You're going to be you, excited that I don't have a cleaning. You like do that. not. Let's mm-hmm. hear. We got to hear that around of applause Jack because. Exactly. Uh, because just a little bit easier. you've been on a, which is not, not, nothing I'm wrong with it. a little bit of a kick with that. Yeah. Now I am, you know, I'm kind of a procrastinator and I can have a hard time staying focused. Mm-hmm. So I love this one. And I mean, this is age old. There's nothing new about this, but it's new to me. Yeah. It's called the Pomodoro Technique. The Pomodoro so it, Technique. Mm-hmm, okay. Life hack for staying focused and mentally fresh. Mm-hmm. So you pick a task, you pick something you need to do. You set a 25 minute timer. And then you just work on that until your time is up. Okay, no phones, no social media, no Uh checking email. Like, you know how we can all be, especially today, so distracted, you know, constantly kind of going from one thing to another and not accomplishing anything? Mm -hmm. 
So here's what you do. Pick a task, set that 25-minute timer, work on it hard without any distractions, and then when the timer goes off, take a five-minute break. And then every four Pomodoros, like every time you do that four times, you're going to allow yourself to take a 30-minute break. So what you'll find is you'll have a solid like two hours into a task, which will be so much more effective and you'll get so much more done than you probably would have in two hours doing it the old way where we're, you know, going from pillar to post and checking Facebook and all of those things. I'm are you sorry. paying I'm attention I'm sorry. to me? You were saying what? <laughs> what uh, are you going to do your life hack or, or? <laughs> you're crazy. You're crazy. What do you have? What do you have for our audience? <laughs> uh, this, I read this and I said, this can't possibly be good. This, there's okay. no way that this can be good, but some people, I guess, would like it. Mm-hmm. You want to upgrade your Oreos, okay? Now, <clears throat> I mean... Uh, oh, my gosh. I, As if Oreos aren't glorious Right. Enough. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Why would you want to upgrade your Oreos? Well, you do. By whisking an egg, some milk, and two teaspoons of vegetable oil together. Okay. Stir in cake mix. Then you dip the Oreos in the batter and deep fry them. Now, how can that be? I, oh, I, I my don't... gosh. <laughs> that doesn't sound good at no. all. Oh, my word. Jack and Tracy's Life Hacks. Making life just a little bit easier. Sunny 101.5, 7.55, and time for another edition of Go Figure. And uh, we know how... In general, well, most people love snakes. You know, they just... <laughs> oh, yeah. You bet. <laughs> they just love them. Well, uh, an Australian snake catcher, so this guy does this for a living, uh, he was called to remove a snake from the wheel well of a car in Queensland and was shocked, oh. to, and was shocked to see the size of this thing. This was a python. This was oh. a big python. We're not talking about some, you know, garden snake. We're talking of a big python. Stuart McKenzie of the Sunshine Coast Snake Catchers posted a video to Facebook showing the unusual rescue. You need to see it, too. He conducted when he called about a big python seen slithering up into the wheel well of a car in a parking Mm. lot. The video shows McKenzie carefully extracting. If, you, if you're ever going to extract a snake, you have to do it carefully. I mean, <laughs> you have to do it very carefully. And so he pulls the thing out and he goes, boy, this is, uh, well, that's not a bad size at all. This is a very decent size, <laughs> bigger than what I was expecting. And the snake catcher said the size of the serpent was helpful in the capture. Uh, it Look at the size of this thing. And as this is a big snake. It's mm-hmm. usually not that easy to get them out of cars, but thankfully I reckon this guy's too big that he couldn't get past where he was sitting. He's transported the snake to a wilderness area where it slithered up a tree. And I'm so glad I was able to get him out of the car, and I'm glad the people obviously notified the person whose car it was before he drove off. And that... Uh, it, that could have been a disaster because oh. pythons, they, uh, I, I don't think they normally, you know, mess with you, but if, if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, yeah. it, it's going to end wrong. Oh, so. yikes. That one gives me chills. 
Mm. You're not even going to want to go out to your car. Yeah, no. I'm going to stay inside and hide today. Go figure.